Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, I have a scenario that will play out well for the Atlanta Falcons on draft night. It's not about the playoff seating when it comes to the Atlanta Hawks, and last but not least, and for the culture, Antonio Brown is finally doing some good. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. And, you know, this is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. But as you can see, that is not Tanisha Batiste. That is my main man, <laughs> Jamie Walker, play-by-play extraordinaire for ESPN on the SIAC football coverage. You make sure you guys check him out in the fall. I think I might be joining him as well. You know on, you will. In adventure. Yes, man, we are a team, my brother. <laughs> but uh, first, I want to just start off by saying, man, thank you for joining the show and hopping on with us today and looking forward to, to getting in some good stuff, man. Man, I appreciate you having me, man. Hey, I got the, the, the call up from – from Tanitra, who, right, who, yes. who's doing some things. So I said, okay, they, they dug down deep and got me from somewhere, <laughs> man. So, cool. I'm just happy to be on, man. Happy to be considered. Thank you. Yeah, my man. My man, I appreciate you coming on. But I, I think one of the things that I always – it's always interesting around this time of year, Jamie, is the fact that the Atlanta Falcons, who they're going to draft and what they're going to do. Um, but I, was, uh, I came across a nice – uh, mock draft and uh it was uh, by mike sando of, of the athletic and he had talked to some uh, some general managers and some high level executives up at uh, in the about indianapolis excuse me at the uh, nfl combine you know they spoke on the condition of anonymity so they can you know be a little a little uh more truthful because we all know how general managers around this time of year they just lying <laughs> they blowing straight smoke yes. <laughs> they doing all kinds of lying right now but uh, one of the things that I thought was very interesting about that particular article was the fact that they did the top 10 mock drafts and they kind of spoke to the general managers about each one. And I think that the scenario played out to where Jalen Carter wasn't even picked in the top 10. He fell yeah. out of the top 10 and they gave some really good reasons why some of those general managers like, uh, like for example, the Arizona Cardinals, they 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 said they have a new general manager and they don't want to necessarily have the guy as their first draftee in the first round in the top as a top ten pick as a guy who got two pending um, misdemeanors. So, I, but it got me to thinking a little bit because you know Will Anderson went first with the Chicago Bears, and then of course the quarterbacks came off the board and I started thinking to myself I was like you know what, what if. Jalen Carter was sitting he could he'll be available right there at eight for the Atlanta Falcons and being that they are so close to the situation they may be getting a little bit more information as far as what's going on with this particular case and by the time April 27th gets here this not, not might not even be an issue so if you're Terry Fondo Jamie would you be willing to take a chance on, on driving Carter well I think when you're looking at really that brain trust when it comes to the Falcons 
you're talking about this is their first draft that they have some money to play with. So mm-hmm. I think um, you have a mixture of what you're going to be picking in the draft and what you're going to have as far as free agency. And I think it may be worth taking a chance. Think about who Jalen Carter is, man. I mean, you know, him and Will Anderson being those those stalwarts anyway in the right. SEC that were going to, you know, kind of come out anyway. Jalen Carter has ascended into, you know, your top ten pick. Um, right. Top five before you know the incident um, occurred or his maybe role. number one shoot exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly so I think if he drops that far he is worth taking especially when the city and really the franchise has the reputation of not taking you know whether it's merited or not not yeah. taking high picks um, or Georgia products so right. I think this would go a long way uh, to kind of hush that fuss even though I think it wasn't merited anyway but I think when you have that kind of top talent. You you go ahead and take the chance. I think um, it's a risk reward, of course, but I think you have some money to play with as well. So why not go ahead and take the chance on someone who can potentially change your fortunes defensively? And I'm, I'm with you, man. And here's another reason why I feel like the Falcons should go ahead and do it, right? Because Arthur Smith said they need more pressure from the inside. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these were exact words. He's like, getting that interior pressure. I know you guys like to focus on the edge, you know. Not me, coach. You know, you know how I get down, man. I, I, I have an affinity for interior pass rushers all day, every day, because, hey, I used to be one every now and then. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be on the field on third and long. You know, hey, I, I used to be kind of politic to uh, get that opportunity. But, but when you think about what that interior – pass rush looks right now like you it's Grady Jarrett and that's pretty much it we saw a little bit from Taquan Graham in the run game I thought he was a, a guy that showed you something in the run game he could be a viable guy uh or a rotational guy or maybe even a starter with some development um from the uh pass rush standpoint but when you talking about Jalen Carter and Grady Jarrett teaming up together that can be something that it's going to create all type of happening. And, and I even use the Aaron Donald effect, right? You know, when – and not necessarily that I'm comparing Grady Jarrett to Aaron Donald. But I am saying that when you put a guy with Jalen Carter's talent next to a guy like Grady Jarrett, he's going to get some single block opportunities. Meaning that, hey, they're going to pay attention to Grady, but – and they're not going to be able to double-team everybody. And there are going to be some plays where Jalen Carter's going to have some one-on-one opportunities. And I think in his rookie year, Jamie, he's going to be able to take advantage of that, Doc. Precisely, man. And because look at the way – and you use Aaron Donald as the textbook example for this. But I think it makes your defensive end so much better when you can collapse the middle. And then, hey, you got free rushers coming on because you got to take care of – quarterback got to get out of there, right? Closest man to the ball. So when you're talking about – you know, having that that tandem, ooh, I'm I'm just thinking about the possibilities that can happen. And look at some of the signings. You know, they re-signed um, Zoe Carter. So when mm-hmm. you're talking about maybe they're showing their hand a little bit, maybe kind of banking on that, I think maybe ooh. in free agency, if you get a Jalen Carter, maybe that changes up what you do a little bit um, defensive end-wise um, in free agency and pass rush-wise in general. So, hey, I think it's a good move, man. No doubt. And, and and here's another thing. I think we're just talking ourselves into this. Here's another one, right? You know, what has Terry Fondo always talked about as far as being his philosophy? He always talks about best player available. And when we talk, we talked about the status before all this, you know, the charges came down um, from, by the Athens, um, from the uh, Athens Police Department. 
this dude was considered to be the number one overall pick. Like, hands down. It wasn't even a question. So when you're talking about best player available, I think Jalen Carter speaks to that. That That is Jalen Carter. So, uh, so I think that um, at the end of the day, I, I feel like Terry Fontenot, they're going to have to do their homework on this because I really – feel like there, there is a scenario where this might end up being the case on April 27th when the first that first those first uh seven picks roll out the board and you might have you might just have Jalen Carter sitting right there waiting for the taking for sure man for sure hey go ahead and take the chance you know you've been safe for a long time but I I, I saw some you know you know the hey owner Arthur Blank wants to win you yeah. know he yeah. wants to win. I, I saw some, you know, take, you know, peeling back a few of the onions last year with the uh, uh, trying to obtain a certain quarterback. So hey, maybe some of the philosophy is changing a little bit because we want W's. Yeah, no doubt. Because you're talking about two misdemeanor charges versus twenty some odd civil cases of sexual assault. So hey, <laughs> if we talk about weighing it out, if we're going, if we're going to put it up against each other, let's. We, I don't mind doing that, but um. Jamie, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I always liked about, you know, being in the city of Atlanta, we got another professional sports team, the Atlanta Hawks. Man, they are 33, they're 500 team right now. So we got to talk about what the, the rest of this season looks like. And does playoff seeding really matter at this point? We'll talk about all that next. But first, we got to talk about FanDuel.com. We need y'all guys to go to the best sports book in america you know we all the season is winding down the house got about 17 games left or 16 games left excuse me so you don't have that much time to go and jump on this bandwagon before the playoffs get started so here's what you need to do if it's your first time you're a new customer a fan duel has a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars uh that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win so if you lose your pants you lose your shorts on trying to bet something Hey, man, they got up to $1,000 to maybe help you out if you lose on your first bet. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. How many threes is Trey going to hit tonight against the Washington Wizards on the road? You can find all that out at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go ahead and go there right now. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. How about that? Now, so make sure you guys don't miss out on the opportunity. For your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you get when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more. Ooh, excuse me. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, Jay, you know, uh, the, the Hawks got their first road win, 122 to 120 uh, the other day against the Washington Wizards, and that was their first road win since January 3rd, man. So it's been a long time, and that was against the Utah Jazz, and the people didn't even expect them to win that game. So um, because at the time, Jazz were playing some pretty good, solid basketball, but now the, the Hawks are going for another win. They're going for maybe a win streak on the road against the Washington Wizards tonight. But one thing that Tanisha and I have talked about on the show at nauseum is the fact that we, we kind of got to the point where we really don't, feel like the playoff seating really matters at this point and it's all about really development from Quinn Snyder and him familiarizing himself with this team and and specifically Trey Young and, and then I think at the number two in that pecking order is definitely DeJounte Murray from your standpoint you know from your point of view what do you feel like 
that is the the main factor for the Hawks, you know, uh, as they get ready to uh, wind down the season and try to get into the the actual real playoffs, not the play in. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Um, I, I think when you're looking at this team, you know, I I cannot recall a basically a three quarter three quarter season coaching change. Um, we're, we're going with a main guy who's going to be there at least five, or, or that's what the contract says anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you're making full scale changes, and and I know the coach is having to do the majority of the adjusting just simply because the team was already intact. But I think um, Quinn Snyder is, is is a sound basketball mind, and I think he'll adjust um, this team and adjust himself to what the the you know the good of the team is he he's analyzing strengths right now he's analyzing weaknesses um he's analyzing motivation and so he's just looking at this team overall and how it's constructed um not necessarily probably something he would have done because we don't know what his philosophy is as far as building teams but at the same time um he's getting to know this team and so i think playoff seating just kind of answer you know getting around to your question i think playoff seating is not necessarily as important as getting in the race and just just kind of gelling at this point. I think this team is is you know coming together, hopefully at the right time. Um, but I think when you're looking at the ways that Quinn Snyder is coming in just so late, it's really just getting just good footing with this team and the team getting to know him as well. And you know what? I I think you bring up a good point as far as you know the the timing of him coming in because initially when uh, when they hired him and we found out that he was going to take over immediately. I was kind of like, why? Like, what's the point? But, you know, we know Tony Wrestler, you know, had expectations coming into this season. And, and then it was just like, all right, this is something that I feel like there is some conversation need to be had as far as like, oh, how can we salvage this season? And I think that Quinn Snyder was definitely up for the challenge. So looking at it from that standpoint, I was like, okay. Yeah, this is this is the type of guy that he sees some things and once he digs into it and start watching some of the film and start getting around the guys and kind of getting the vibe because to be honest with you man I just smile every time he he's having conversations during timeouts or or during free when they're shooting free throws with Trey Young I smile because I know there's some exchanging of information there's some some back and forth conversations and we didn't see that with Nate McMillan I mean that's just those are just the facts of the case and and that that's what I feel like in order for you to be able to coach into today's game you got to figure out a way figure it out a way however whatever and whenever to to be able to establish a relationship with your superstar player and I think that that's what Quinn Snyder is able to do uh, from a relationship standpoint. Well, speaking of Trey Young, uh, Jamie, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you see a scenario where Trey Young isn't on this team in the next couple of years? Oh, that's a big question, man. Um, I think because of the nature of how stuff is going down this year, I think Trey may be seeing a commitment to him um, by the front office because of the coaching change, um, I think so. So you know, the NBA is a players' league. I've always thought so, anyway. So I think when you made that commitment to him overall, I think it was already said that hey, Trey, you're the man. Uh, although the comments that came out from John Collins and other folks about them having to mature as a team, you can tell there was some like for Nate. Of course, I, I think 
you know, overall, you know, I think it's a mixture, but they've done a good job in really not showing that divide overall. So I think when you're looking at, yeah, there's a commitment to Trey. I think there's no doubt um, in my mind that um, he'll be here. But I think you had to get someone um, that is a player's coach that um, that and, and not to say Donovan Mitchell, for example, has a similar type of game as Trey, but undersized scores. Um, I think well, first guard. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. yeah. You know, score, That's you know, someone that can come in and replenish that game and give them new hope and just put that new voice in there, because sometimes it's not about necessarily the coaching per se. Sometimes it's about having that new voice, hearing something different. And when you've had so many, you know, incidents and butting heads between your star player and, you know, and the coach, sometimes you just need a breath of fresh air. Um, Trey Young's not going anywhere. He, 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 I don't see a scenario where he's where he's going anywhere um, actively. I think he'll be here because I think Atlanta has embraced him. Um, I think it's just a matter of making it and cultivating it correctly. No doubt, no doubt about it. I I think that you know I'm right along with you because when when you think about what Trey brings to the table, um, just from a the 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 from a fan standpoint, obviously somebody has the the city of Atlanta has somebody to get behind because he's a he's an excellent player, and I think that we all know that there's some maturity there's a maturity factor there, and you know that just comes with time. And I think that with the coach like Quinn Snyder, he might be able to help move that process along a little bit because Quinn is a straightforward guy. He's a basketball mind, like you mentioned, and I think that the Hawks will be in a good space regardless of whatever happens at the end of this season or in the playoffs uh, this year. I think going forward, I think they'll be in good shape. Uh, Speaking of good shape, uh, Jamie, you know, we want to talk about Antonio Brown as far as Man, some actually some good news, maybe. Uh, but but first, we gotta talk about Built Bar. Um, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories, then you gotta try Built Bar. Because you know, I don't know if you guys know Jamie. You know, I don't know if you know, man. But I've been I've been working out. I've been hitting this gym hard, dog. Like so, when you think when I'm when I'm I'm trying to go for a, find a snack and trying to get a quick little meal real quick before I go in because I know I need a little bit of energy. I go for my Built Bar because. They are uh, 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Real chocolate. So, yeah. And it's only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So, you're getting all the little fixing that you need. Get the little little bit of sugar for your energy. Then you're getting that protein that you need. And as far as flavors go, man, I'm talking about churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. If you don't rock with the coconut, trust me, you won't taste it because I do not like coconut. But... It is a good, it's still good for you. It's still good for you. They got it right there rating just for a year. So now, now you don't even need to wait, wait for your box to come in the mail. I know you normally go, used to go on to Built.com to get your Built Bars, and you still can do that. But now you can go to Walmart and Sam's Club. So go to Walmart or Sam's Club if you want, if you like the in-person experience. Go and buy you some Built Bars, and you can get the bulk kind at Sam's Club as well. If you want 14, 15, 16 bars, one of those, they're going to have them right there waiting just for you. So if you're close to Sam Club, go ahead and check it out and grab you a brownie batter or a churro because those things are hitting like they is. But, Jamie, this is For the Coach. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because it's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. How about this? Um, Antonio Brown is the owner of a, of a professional football team. 
<laughs> right, exactly. Like not the NFL. So yeah, let's slow down a little bit. But he is now part owner of the Albany Empire. Why is that significant? Because one of the things that you know, some people you all might not know, and Jamie might not know this as well. But I played in the Arena Football League. You know, the Deuce. You know, as they used to call it back in the day. And one name that I knew about, that I heard about all the time from arena coaches, from my coaches and everything, was Eddie Downtown Brown. Hmm, why is that significant? He has the same last name as Antonio Brown, and that's not a coincidence. He is actually his daddy, and I did not know that to today. So Eddie Downtown Brown is now the vice president of football operations for the Albany Empire, and Antonio Brown is part owner, so... Man, AB out here doing some different things, man. Becoming part owner. He out here rapping. Man, Jamie, man, like, what is Antonio Brown doing? Is this like a little, like a little car wash type? Hey, man, I'm a good guy type situation. What we got going right here? You know what, man? I think AB is smarter than what people um give him credit for. I think he's been in so much just stuff and trouble that folks oftentimes don't give him um, you know, a, a good business acumen. You know, sometimes, right. you know, it's kind of like crazy like a fox. Well, yeah. I think, you know, due to some other things going on with some business partners he has that, you know, have kind of, you know, redistributed his their incomes. I think, you know, Antonio Brown has to always reinvent himself as well. And I think this is a good way to do it and, right. and still be involved in football. So, hey, it's a win win situation for me as far as as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays. And I think it's going to be all good because um, he talked about how you know he had he spent some time as a kid you know in Albany because that's where his dad played and that was they were a part of the Arena Football League back then. So um, when it is it's really cool to kind of see this side of it to see the 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 side that you know hey have the financial little wherewithal to be able to talk to someone about you know potentially coming on as a part owner and. And then, you know, also his father coming in and, and coming back to the city where he, he made a name for himself, Eddie Downtown Brown. I mean, hey, he putting up points on the board. And I think that with Antonio Brown, a lot of times all of the off-the-field stuff that you like you mentioned, like I, it gets lost that, man. This dude was an amazing player. I saw um, a, a graphic of his numbers versus Calvin Johnson's numbers. They dang near mimic each other, dude. And we know Calvin Johnson was a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, like, yeah, it must trash. People want to talk about Antonio Brown about being a clown or being a dude that's just, you know, never seemed to get together. Like, this dude has to be put in consideration for to be a Hall of Famer. Don't you think? I absolutely think so. When you're looking at the way he has performed throughout his career, um, you can say he's he's, you know, his antics, you know, antics be dog. He's yeah. performed on the field. And when you needed him in scenarios, when you needed him to step up, I, I he's mirroring to me T.O. Because he's an absolute dog on the field. Absolutely. Regardless of what you think of him personally, yeah. he's an absolute dog. And I think if if you compare wide receivers numbers, because I think, you know, when when, you know, folks that, you know, it makes those decisions. Look at wide receiver numbers. They're often skewed based on error and things of that nature. Indeed. But when you just look at the pure play on the field, you can't turn him away. Now, will they? Will he be first ballot? No, no. We we can yeah, safely say that. Yeah. We yeah, can, we can safely happen. say that just based on 
um, other folks that have gone through the same process. But whether or not he deserves to be in there, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be something to watch. And then shout out to AB man for making some making some good decisions. I actually did uh, saw saw a he was performing at Rolling Loud, like you know, like I don't even know the name of the song, but you know he got the little dance and everything. So he was up there performing at Rolling Loud, and then he was just talking to the crowd, and he was just like, "Man, anybody throw me a football right now? I promise you, I got you." You know, and then, and then somebody threw it. Dude, the dude snatched the jump, took, moved the mic to his left hand, snatched that junk out with one hand, and was just like, "It's nothing." It did dropped that mug down and spent it. Then they hit the music. I was like, "Man, dude, this dude is a performer, dog!" Like, so yeah, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm actually kind of excited about what how this thing plays out with, with with him being a part owner of the Albany Empire, part of uh, the National Arena League. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But man. Man, they said time flies when you're having fun, man. Jay, man, man, it's almost time to get out of here, man. Like, so, all right, so, you know, real quick. I know we probably should have done this off air, but, you know, hey, man, I'm a dude that, like, throw stuff on that. So, we're going to be doing games together, right? We got to get together on when these, what games we want to do for the SIAC on ESPN Plus this year, right? Yes, we do, man. You know you got to go to 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 the powers that beat early and get <laughs> you some Albany State games, man. We, yeah, we got to do that quick. Yeah, man. I'm trying to see if I can figure out how to get – you know, that one that's in the second week of October, you know, around home. But I don't think the wife going to let me do that one because, you know, that's like our anniversary and, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah you man. Might second week of October, one. dog. Like, yeah, it's, it's no no deal, man. So, you know, we'll have to see if we can get some other ones. But, um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be politicking for some uh, for some uh, hometown uh, or homeschool uh, or games this year. But, folks. I want to thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, why don't you stop by Locked On Sports today and make it your second listen of the day? Um, you can find it wherever you find your podcast. It got everything, got all the national stories with um, NFL free agency coming up. What are the Falcons going to do? They might be talking about that. What are the, the uh, New York Jets are going to do? Are they going to get Aaron Rodgers? All those things going to be talked about on Locked On Sports today. Make sure you download it wherever you find this podcast and jamie i do this every each and every day monday through friday when we end the show i always ask the folks to make sure that they share love show love and most importantly spread love y'all have a good day and we'll see y'all on monday tanitra will be back